Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas and today we're going to talk about Lakes Area Habitat for Humanity. Our guests today include Kevin Pelkey, the Executive Director. Lori Rubin also joins us. She is the Resource Development Director. And also with us today, Chris Shooker. He is the co-owner of Digital Horizons. And first of all, folks, welcome to Community Focus. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, let's start with you. Uh, the new year and uh, more homes to be built. Well, well, Ken, this is the year of growth, expansion, and a lot of things on the table. So let me just kind of put it in perspective. We're currently building two homes that we're wrapping up, uh, and we've got a family that we didn't get started last year, so that's still on the table. And our board accepted a challenge from our family selection committee recently when we asked for four new families to be presented. They had uh, about 60 applications to review and they could not bring it down farther than seven and they petitioned for all seven to be approved to the board the board accepted the challenge and now we are putting the challenge out there that we need to put all hands on deck to see if we can serve all of those families in a reasonable time and generally speaking that means 12 to 18 months in addition to that we have a commitment that we've made to help a housing crisis in the community of Cass Lake, um, our commitment is that we are going to deliver four or five homes annually starting in 2023 in that wow. community alone. Wow. So think about what we just said, about seven families with the two that are under construction, one we didn't get to, plus the four in Cass Lake that we're committing to this year. And we threw this little wrinkle in there uh, of a critical home repair program in Cass County to help people stay in their homes and have a safe environment in which to thrive and not have to look at other options. Wow. Yeah. So change and growth is kind of the mantra for this year. And as an organization that relies on volunteers... That means uh, we need a lot more people to step up. I meant what I said. This is an all-hands-on-deck call, and uh, we are still recovering from the absence of volunteers during our period of COVID uh, shutdowns and and, uh, restrictions that were placed on us, and then the... Uh, The lift has been hard to get us back to where we were, much less all the things that we are um, proposing to do. And with that, we have some really exciting ideas that are on the table to help us get there. Yeah, and uh, that's where Lori comes in. I know you just had a get-together for a women's build. Yes, we sure did. We had uh, an informational session at the Northland Arboretum. Um, where we had about 25, 30 women in the room that came to learn about Women Build. It's not a new concept that we created. It's something that's been done in the past. And so we invited women who have participated before to come share their experiences, their expertise with the room full of new people. Um, The really cool thing that came out of that, in my opinion, is the women who have been on construction sites before are willing to partner with and kind of mentor first-time women um, volunteers. That's awesome. So there should be no intimidation of going to the job site because we can buddy you up with someone who knows what they're doing and no experience necessary. Yeah, that's the cool part about uh, volunteering for Habitat. 
they will find a place for you and show you what to do. Absolutely. Yes. Now you have another initiative, too. We sure do. Um, So I just finished my first year at Habitat. and (laughs) Kevin's heavy. That's good. (laughs) Um, So it was a little intimidating for me to to come on board and, and see all the great work that was already happening. And I just wanted to see where I fit and find something new. And one of the things that I learned about that was being done in other um, affiliates was the CEO build. And so I spoke to our friends over in the Fargo-Moorhead area who have been successful with it. And he kind of explained to me that you bring businesses together, they each raise $10,000, but Fargo's the smallest community in the United States who have pulled it off. He said, so I'd be pretty surprised if you can make this happen. And I said, okay, well, watch us. Yeah. You, you don't understand the Brainerd Lakes community because yeah. it's a wonderful, generous community. It is. So we, on average, need about $140,000 per build. Yeah. And so the thought was bring together 14 businesses, have leaders within those businesses to step up and each help to raise $10,000, however they need to do that in a, in a creative way. Um, right now we have 11 that are participating, wow. so I'm very excited about that. Yes. Um, so if anybody hears us and thinks they might wanna jump on, we'd welcome them. Um, but I do wanna give a shout out to those that are participating. Um, Jack Pine Brewery, Therapy Lash and Beauty Bar, Digital Horizons, Chris Cullen Real Estate Group, First National Bank, Evolution Resort Sales, Greater Lakes Association of Realtors, Wing Wellness Medical Spa, Riverwood Bank, Three Cheers Hospitality, and Grandview Lodge. Wow. And when you hear that, you realize some of those are very small businesses. Yes. You don't have to be a CEO to participate. You just have to have a heart and a passion to want to help us. Um, So with that, Wing Wellness has an event tomorrow. They've been very creative um, involving all of their family to get involved with an event. So they're hosting an event tomorrow at the Green Lantern. Um, It's bingo and dinner and auctions and live music. And that is from noon to four at the Green Lantern tomorrow. So if anyone wants to go out and support their initiative in helping to raise their $10,000, we would we would appreciate that. Yeah, and basically that money going to help build a home is that what is it's all about. One hundred percent of the proceeds goes to Lake Erie Habitat for Humanity. That's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Now Chris Shooker is with us from Digital Horizons, one of the co-owners. Chris, you jumped on board. Talk to us about that. Yeah. So it was it was a. Uh I thought it was an awesome concept. It was something I hadn't heard of before. Um, we've done things to help out the Habitat for Humanity, just from volunteering to help outfit their facilities with various technologies that they needed. Yeah. And then when Lori approached us with the idea, it was it was an absolute no-brainer. Um, raising the money is the hardest thing to do. And so if they're able to outsource that to uh, organizations and use their connections for it. It's it's such a good idea, and we were it was it was an obvious choice to say yes. That's fantastic. So, are you uh, do you have events coming up or anything we should so know about? We we actually don't have an event yet planned. Uh, we have somebody that we work with on marketing, and we've been bouncing some ideas back and forth. Uh, but we did put it out in our newsletter that we send out to our clients every month, and we've already had our clients with no prompting whatsoever send money in uh, so the the support is there we just need to actually get on doing it uh, doing an actual event and and getting the money won't be an issue at all so Isn't it's that cool yeah. yeah that's fantastic uh, and it's the, all these other businesses that have come along too now I know you said if someone's listening so if we have any CEOs that are listening out there and they'd like to step forward, they can contact you, Lori? Yep, absolutely. They can go to our website, lakesareahabitat.org, and then look for the CEO build 
um, button. Click on that. You can see the list of all the businesses that are there. You can submit an inquiry to that'll come directly to me to give your contact information, and then I'll work with you on coming up with um, ideas and just to see if it's a good fit. Um, also, people can donate directly to the builds for each of those businesses on that website as well. Oh, nice. That's another nice touch there to uh, see if anybody else just wants to help. Exactly. With such an ambitious schedule this year. <laughs> That's right. Chris, I got to ask you, you know, uh, as uh, Lori said, uh, there's not been a small town that has attempted this. Did you have any doubt either about the Brainerd Lakes area? I, I really didn't. Um, there's, there's, I mean, obviously our population is smaller and we have a smaller footprint compared to Fargo-Moorhead or the Twin Cities. But I, I use like uh, the Brainerd Chamber as an example. Uh, if anybody's not familiar with the Brainerd Chamber, what it does with this small area is massive. And I think that carries over to the support that our community has for everything that we do. Uh, I, I think this is going to, it's going to be easily achieved. And I think we're going to set the standard as the newest, smallest community to do it. And it's going to prompt other smaller communities to also take it on. Well, I sure hope so. Well said. Thank you. Uh, Kevin, in the meantime, I mean, besides these initiatives, it really comes back to, again, boy, if there's someone out there who's always thought, oh, maybe I should try this, this would be the year. I absolutely believe this is the year. We will have an abundance of opportunity. And the, the interesting thing of the way this is shaping out, besides our Cast Lake initiative, is that most of the builds are going to be in a very accessible to Brainerd Baxter communities. Uh, it just happened that the vast majority of those seven new plus the two that are under construction um, ha uh, happen to be Brainerd Baxter type of general area residents so uh, you know pick up a hammer um, give us a call and join us even for four hours and see if this is something that inspires you uh, I have to say Ken it's an it's an incredibly generous community to be in and it's an it's an incredibly humbling place to be in this organization to have Chris and others and so many people step up and give freely and uh, in the name of let's do something good for the community and address a very, very real housing need that exists. Yeah. And I always like to have you explain this because it's, uh, I think, misunderstood. You're not building a house to give to somebody. Well, we give them the opportunity to be a homeowner, <laughs> yes. and in homeownership, it comes a mortgage responsibility. So, yes, right. you know, our three criterion that we look for is need, ability to pay, and willingness to partner. And that ability to pay is a really important piece of the puzzle because there is indeed, at the end of the day, a mortgage with all of the blessings and, and joys and frustrations that come with that home ownership label. Hey, up, and we hold them accountable, and uh, their payments make a difference because a failure to make a payment this month could be the failure for us to be able to deliver another home down the pipeline. So those mortgage payments matter. Yeah, and the sweat equity, too. They are actually there building alongside of your volunteers. We require no less than 300 hours of the family's time to be invested in that build. Uh, it gains a, self of, uh, a sense of self-confidence in being a homeowner, helping them understand that it is kind of a living entity in how to handle and, and operate that, uh, that home. And if something happens, the, the uh, skills to probably fix it on their own. Yeah, that's another good reason to volunteer, 
for anybody that owns a home. <laughs> it's a great way to learn how to do stuff. Exactly. You learn a lot by volunteering. If I could add to that last point, I've unprompted had conversations with people that live in these habitat, habitat built homes, not knowing that they were residents of this. And they just forthcomingly brought forward how much it meant to them to participate in the build. They didn't want to be in the home if they didn't have the ability to help build it. So it's not your guys' requirement. It's probably your minimum threshold, but they they wanted to do it. They didn't feel like it was a burden to do it, and it meant a lot to them decades after the home had been built. So it's it's a really, really important part of it. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yeah, that is really cool. Now, uh, a couple other things I'd just like to point out before we leave. Uh, you have something called the Restore that uh, continues to chug along and help you out. It's 16,000 square feet of shopping <laughs> bliss. <laughs> so it's it's a wonderful place. And, you know, oddly and interestingly, we usually enter into what we call a slow season, we label winter. Yeah. Um, we are not experiencing that in large part because we have so much product that we just still don't have the room to even and put on the floor. So there's something new to um, shop every single day. So please come on in and check us out if you've never been. Uh, we're located over by the Brainerd Armory um, and uh, we are operating back into our winter schedule, which is Wednesday through Saturday shopping hours. We accept donations Monday through Saturday. Um, and you know, it kind of goes back to that whole generous community. We have so many things that have been offered to us to repurpose and resell in the ReStore. Yeah. And uh, it's a great place to volunteer, too, if I'm not mistaken. It is a wonderful place to volunteer. And on that whole note of all hands on deck, uh, we really could use more people because it's just been a uh, an explosion of activity in there. Okay. I know you also had a reclamation team that has operated. Are they still working? Yes, our salvage crews like crowbars more than they like a hammer <laughs> and sawzalls more than they like uh, a nail. Uh, so yes, they, we've got a wonderful, wonderful group of people out there. And in 2022, we did well over 75 salvage programs. That's what we call the tear aparts. Okay. Uh, and it appears we are on track to be busy again this year. And uh, word is that we could really use a few more people who want to use a crowbar. Okay, and what you do is a home that might be designated for uh, demolition, you go in, salvage the uh, usable products, doors, cabinets, uh, anything that's uh, still in working order, Rather than see it in the landfill, it could be repurposed. Yep, somewhere. as long as it can be safely removed and has value and life left in it, we will do our best to remove those things in the time that we're granted, bring it in, clean it up, and put it on the floor for someone else to buy and reuse. All right, we've talked about a lot of different opportunities here. Uh, best first step for anyone who's thinking, uh, maybe as an individual, as another business listening, go to the website first and check it out? Yes, I would encourage everyone to go to lakesareahabitat.org, see all of the things we have going on, and then reach out to any of us, and we'll get you set up, whether it's volunteering or fundraising, um, or just want a tour of, of a house under construction or, or the store. We'd all be happy to help. No doubt. Folks, thank you so much for being here today to talk about these great initiatives and a very ambitious schedule, and best of luck this year. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Great Thank to you. Be here. All right. Our guests today include Kevin Pelkey. He is the executive director of the Lakes Area Habitat for Humanity. Lori Rubin is the resource uh, development director. And Chris Shooker is the co-owner of Digital Horizons, one of the CEOs participating 
with Lakes Area Habitat for Humanity. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs can be found anytime. They're on our website at 1067wjjy.com, and you can listen to Community Focus on our free downloadable app that's powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.